Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 105 in Edmonton. Welcome back to Oilers Now, brought to you as always by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Some uh, Helenka Gretzky talk coming up in about a half hour's time. Right now, we'll continue looking at the uh, the couple of contracts that were signed over the last few days, and we can keep that conversation going with you on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Tonight have some time uh, later on for the River Creek Resort Casino hotline as well 780-496-0063 the River Creek Resort Casino excitement bet on it we head to the hotline right now and are joined by Mark Spector for the horses horse racing Alberta they've got live thoroughbred racing each Friday and Saturday at Century Mile parking and admission both free why wouldn't you go uh, more info at thehorses.com Spec how's it going today Oh, it's going pretty well. Brennan, how are you doing? Not too bad at all. I'm finally kicking the jet lag out of uh, what was yeah. a 10-day European trip for myself yes. last week. Is that your first trip to Europe? It was. Yeah, it, so the first time over the pond and back, and you, the jet lag lasts a while, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, a couple big yeah, sleeps I, I thought would take care of it, and yeah. know, a couple more naps maybe. It's usually but. worse coming back. It's usually worse coming back, so you should be fine. But I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm no Pete Labardius. I'm not spending my summer in a hockey rink. I know he does every summer, uh, and God bless him for it. But uh, I choose the route that uh, takes me a little bit away from the hockey rink in the summer and I get freshened up. And I always like the feeling when you walk in the rink for the first time, you know, maybe late August or after the Labor Day long weekend, when you walk in, you go, oh, it's nice to be back. Yeah. I don't want to have been there in August and July, pal. <laughs> uh, you had your golf tournament recently enough. How did that go? Went really well. Everyone was very generous. Edmontonians came out. We had 220 people golfing at the quarry, 27 holes. Uh, lots of partners, sponsors. Everybody had a good time. The weather was awesome. We raced. Oh, geez, I don't know what we're at. We're somewhere over north of 160,000. We're not sure what the number is, but uh, it's all for Sports Central. 
And as usual, Edmontonians, uh, it was the ninth annual, so we got the 10th next year, Brendan. But as usual, Edmontonians and Northern Albertans were exceptionally generous. Wonderful. Happy to yeah. hear all of that. Uh, hey, Kyler Yamamoto, good place to start for us. A two-year deal, $3.1 million. He was one of the last bits of business they needed to take care of heading into this season. Price tag seems pretty fair to me. How did you first react to the news? Yeah, that's a fair contract for a for a player that that you know. I think we're all looking at, at Kyler Yamamoto as a middle six right winger. Uh, he's a he's a one of you know. Let's face it, Edmonton's not thick on the right wing. Everybody listening to this show knows that's probably their leanest position uh, at this moment. So they needed to secure him. I mean, it wasn't like he was going anywhere. And you know, he he to me he brings the orders an element of something they don't have enough of. He's pesky and 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 makes you mad once in a while. And he's a little guy who will who will drill you. And you look down and go, how did that little guy put me on my rear end? But that's what he does. And he also has the ability to, you know, he's shown in in, in maybe not as consistently as we'd like, but he's young. We, he's shown he can trade pucks with really good centermen like Leon Drysaddle. And, you know, Drysaddle's had excellent seasons uh, with Yamamoto on his wing, so he's not hurting them there. I think, to me, the challenge now, Brendan, is let's find a guy. The orders need to find players who make it uh, a challenge for Yamamoto to keep his spot in the top six. Right now he's walking in the camp as a, you know, he's a top six right winger, no question. I think what they need to do, they need someone that has to make him work for that spot a little harder. Yeah, and uh, right now it's, I mean, it is lean on the right wing. And even if you start looking at bringing Zach Hyman over to that side of the ice or, or playing yeah. Evander Kane there, I mean, that's to me, that's a stopgap option. And I guess what we're looking at right now is is based on the salary cap situation, somebody has to go, either named Ryan McLeod, Warren Fogle, or Yessa Pugliarvi this point uh, and then that's narrows it down essentially to Pugliarvi and, and Fogel when you talk about keeping yeah. McLeod in the system. You're McLeod. No, you're not moving McLeod. Yeah. So, yeah, no, listen, uh, this is why Kenny Holland gets the big bucks, right? <laughs> he's got to figure out how to put this puzzle together and he's so far, I, I don't know about you, I think he's had a pretty strong summer. You know, he's had a strong summer. I, I love the fact, remember when you got Hyman, you got a player that spent tons of time on the right side. So for Zach Hyman to move over and play the right way, it's, it's no issue for him. He'll walk over there and play it, snap your fingers. So that's a valuable player. And in my in my lineup that I'm writing down on the back of a, I'm doing some carpenter here, if I was writing it down on the back of a scrap piece of wood, I have Hyman on the right wing to start the season. <laughs> because if I don't, I mean, let's face it, Kane's a, he fits so well on McDavid's left wing. Who's going to mess with that? Mm-hmm. Hyman can play the right side. He could play on that line. And I want Yamamoto and Pugliarvi to fight and battle and scrap for that second-line spot. I don't want a, a young player handed that job. He hasn't, neither of them have earned the spot to be no doubt top six players. And, and I want the best man to win that job. Is it encouraging to see these players working on deals now that seem a little bit easier to trade, even if it's not right away? Let's say there's half a season more worth of Pugliarvi, where his value ascends some more. I think that if you're not moving him before the season, that's your best case scenario then is just let's see uh, what we can elevate him up to. But, you know, this is a situation now that a lot of these deals are stamped by Holland and not previous regimes that they seem 
seem yeah. to be more movable in a sense. Well, yeah, and let's face it, the CBA signs a lot of these deals too. Like, look at the the the. Um, arbitration awards or not awards but the arbitration what do you call it the entry points the levels for for both Yamamoto and Pogliarvi they both you know the orders come in under three million and the two players come in over three million and that's market value right those the middle of of those two numbers you know you go on you can do it on cap friendly man you can put their numbers in and you can find out, you know, do the player comparison thing or uh, and it'll tell you that those guys, their numbers, their production equals around three million bucks. So Holland didn't have much of a say in it. And, you know, that's what he's got to pay these guys. So the question here is, what you want is a player, you know, you want Leon Dreisaitl. You want a guy making 8.5 that plays like a, he's making 12.5. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a tall ask. But certainly, you know, when I look at Yamamoto, he plays, he plays to me and produces and is effective like a $3 million player. And anyone listening to the show, I'm not going to surprise them when I say, uh, Pilyarby's got to be a better player to me to be a $3 million player. And I think the market bears that out. You couldn't trade Pilyarby at 1.4. Uh, I don't think you can trade him at, one, at $3 million, not get any kind of value for him. What do you think Ryan McLeod could fetch from this team? I mean, is it going to hinge on sort of what Holland's able to move and, and free up in that sense? Or is he essentially locked in as, say, a $1.2 million a year kind of player right now? Yeah, he's in his second second contract, Brandon, with really no major negotiating rights. And he's put on a team uh, that has enough guys signed long-term. Now, there are some teams that would go to Ryan McLeod and say, hey, Let's do a deal here. Let's do like a six-year deal because we think you're going to play. And we're going to offer you $4 million for six years. And he's going to say, geez, you know, that's better than making one. But the orders aren't that team, okay? The orders don't have $4 million for Ryan McLeod. So this is simple, simple math. He, he's going to get a little bump over a million bucks, and he's going to sign for as short a term as he can, probably two years, to get him to the point where he can go to arbitration. And now he can do what Pogliarvi did and Yamamoto did and force the club's hand, get him a little higher. But there are no – the conversation between between McLeod's agent and Ken Holland, both of them know how it's going to end. It's not going to be a long one. Does he start your night one as the 4C or the third-line left winger? Or is that decided in camp? Well, I don't know. Who's your third-line center at this point? I've got Nuge listed there right now. Okay. So who's your top two left wingers? (laughs) Uh, Well, this is where the right side looks really ugly because my top two left wingers, I'm looking at Kane and I'm looking at Hyman, and that means my right side looks like Pogliarvi up top again and Yamamoto slotted second. Right. Okay. So I I don't believe – I mean, I think we saw what happened to Pogliarvi's confidence in the last – two-thirds of last season yeah. playing first line left wing. I don't think a right wing. I don't think it helped the player. I think you need, this player needs to build some confidence. And in my mind, he builds it on the third line. So what are our questions here? Our questions are, we need, to me, I got Hyman on my right side, so I need a left winger. Is my left winger Ryan Nugent Hopkins and my third line center is Ryan McLeod? Or do I say I want to be really strong down the middle and go nerd and Nuge at third line? And McLeod on fourth line. Now, I don't think I'm getting enough ice time for McLeod on my fourth line, right? I want McLeod in a more important role. Excuse me, uh, a more important role. He's a young player and he's ready to take a step. And I'm a big. I mean, all of us, I think, are we really like what we see in Ryan McLeod. 
So to me, if I'm looking at my whiteboard with Ryan McLeod, my question is this. Can I work with him as my third-line center? Is he going to be good enough in the circle? Can I count on him when he gets a tough matchup against the first line of the other team? Or do I say, you know, I really like the speed of this player. I think he needs more ice time. I think he needs to, to really have a bigger bite. And maybe I play him on left wing. Maybe I make maybe I make Nuge my third line center, and I make McLeod my second line left winger. I'm not saying that's what Jay Woodcroft thinks, but that's a conversation I'd have. How about you? I would have to look at it. I I love the idea of of just keeping him. If he's if you want him to be your center, I think that you've got to really commit to it because for a team that's in such desperate need of quality face-off men I, I think that you again you've got to allot the time for him to kind of grow within that role but if the yeah. if you're only as good as, as your last game you want to look at it this way they put him out on the ice for 21 minutes in the final game of the season when they bowed out to Colorado in a series in which he had a couple of points no less so it looked like things were trending in a direction where not only was he earning the trust of Woodcroft, but evidently more ice time was coming with that. So that is obviously an encouraging sign for him, at least going into this training camp. Hopefully he has a big off season. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I don't see a team. I see both Nugent Hopkins, clearly Nugent Hopkins is top six player. Uh, if he's not my third line center, I do not see a team that has both McLeod and Nugent Hopkins playing center in the bottom six. I don't see both those players being bottom six players. So however you want to slice that up, if you want to put Nugent Hopkins on the left wing somewhere else and make McLeod your third line center, I can see that and I'm, I'm all for that. If you're telling me Nugent Hopkins has got to be my third line center, I don't think I like McLeod as a fourth line center at this stage of the game. That's I think he needs a bigger bite than that. I think he needs a little more ice time and uh, probably playing with better players, I would say. to you. Yeah, I would agree with you on that front. Chatting with yeah. Mark Spector right now for the horses, Horse Racing Alberta. Our, our friends to the south have been busy the last couple of days, and, and it started, I was I was watching uh, our good friend Tim McAuliffe, and, uh, and he... He had Ryan Leslie's tweets up there that simply had the set of eyes, and they said, "What could this possibly mean? Is this Nazem Kadri? What is?" And then all of a sudden, boom! The contract extension for Jonathan Huberdeau, the biggest in Flames history. What did you think? I guess is my initial question because there's there's a lot of different feelings out there about how valuable this contract could be moving forward. But obviously, it's a huge boost in the short term. Oh, for sure. Listen, Brad Tree Living really put the fire out in Calgary to a large extent. Like, he loses two players, not of his own making. Two of his top-line players just walk away, basically. So, you know, he he rescues it by bringing in Uyghur and Huberdeau. And now, to me, enhances it by telling his fan base, hey, Huberdeau's here for a long time. You know what? The contract starts when he's 30. I get it. You're paying him at age 35, 36, 37. That's... that's I'm not here to tell you that I'm looking forward to being the Flames six years from now or five years from now, right? That's, you know, everybody does that, and they kick that can down the road. We've also known, and it's proven here in hockey, Brendan, that you can trade away a lousy contract for a whole player and just attach a draft pick to it. There's always someone going to take it. So I think the, the Flames did really well to secure this player and show their fans that, look, we might have just lost two guys that didn't want to play in front of you, but we got one here that wants to end his career in front of you. He led the National Hockey League in assists. He's not faking it. He's a good, good player. 
And, you know, I'm a little surprised that Huberto, frankly, having not played a game as a Calgary Flame, is willing to commit the rest of his career there. I'm pleasantly surprised, Brendan, but if it's me, I say, you know what, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to put the kids in school, I'm going to see how the family likes it, I'm going to play some games there. And let's talk in December or January. I'm, I'm a little surprised that the player, I'm not going to say sight unseen, but he certainly has never worn the flame and see yet. And now he's going to wear it till the end of his career, likely. And it doesn't sound like he had any super close relationships with anybody on the team. When he talks about who may or may not have reached out, it's just like, oh, well, I got thrown in the group chat and there's been some guys that have reached out. But overall, it seems like he was really sold by either the team executives or just the idea that uh, he's closer to a Stanley Cup appearance here than on many other teams in the league. Yeah, listen, Calgary, we can say today that Calgary still has a real good team. When those, when Kachuk and Goodrow left, you know, this, you had to wonder how those dominoes were all going to fall. But now that they've fallen, I think you can say that, that Trey Living in Calgary, he rescued his club out of a tough situation. He's still got a hell of a hockey team there. Manjapan, he's a nice player. He's going to get a little bigger bite now. And uh, you know what? This I'm really... I mean, I've always said this on the show. I'm not a Flames hater. I want the Flames to do well. Hockey's a better place when the two Alberta teams are good. And what this really gives us, Brendan, is a, is a legit opportunity to say that over the next few years, the Battle of Alberta is a very realistic hope here. Uh, it's not something that's going to come at us out of left field. Right now, you know, in my opinion, the Pacific Division, you got to go through Edmonton or you got to go through Calgary to get anywhere. And that that sets us up well for the next couple of years, doesn't it? Yeah, it it certainly does. What's disappointing is the only three regular season matchups we get this year. I, I'm not sure how that happened. What the? Come on. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's somebody, yeah, somebody not watching the playoff series, I guess. It's just, just every inch, every, every second of that battle was worth the price of admission. And hopefully, you know, like, nobody is going to duplicate what Kachuk brought to that. But it's not as if Huberto's a slouch or backs down from sort of the, uh, you know, the underbelly of the game, as it were. I think he's got plenty of gamesmanship in him as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he's just a good player that raises the level of your team and makes it more dangerous. No one's going to be Kachuk, okay? Huberto's not, I know Zach Cassian's gone, but Huberto's not going to take your tough guy and run him through the end boards with a sketchy hit <laughs> like Kachuk <laughs> loves to do. And that's awesome. Like, that guy stirred the, the drink here, and I'll take my hat off to Kachuk. The battle was better for Matt Kachuk. So, yeah, he's gone, and we're going to miss him and all that stuff. But what Huberto does is he makes sure that this is a good a good Flames team that's going to be tough to play against. They're going to qualify for the battle, hopefully. And on the scheduling thing, I'm going to ask you this question. You think if the Rangers and Islanders played in a playoff series, that the next year they'd only play three times? Oh, my God, there'd be a special dispensation. They'd, they'd get seven games against each other. How about the Leafs and Habs? Do you think it would happen out in Toronto? Yeah, they'd create I, a special outdoor series for it. <laughs> Oh, great stuff, Spec. Love chatting with you. Um, I'm sure it's not the time of year that anybody's really grinding their sources. Is there anything that we know at this point about Nazem Kadri, or is he just stuck in purgatory until everybody comes back from the BC interior? Well, I guess I'd say to you this, like, 
to me, the, everyone's heard the rumors about the Islanders, and, and Lou Lamorello might be the only guy in the league that could actually pull this off without anyone, without any leaks, you know, real leaks. Um, to me, the evidence that he's got a, a handshake deal or that something's coming in a longer term uh, for Kadri and likely with the Islanders, the evidence is that, that um, Klingberg didn't have that, and he signed a one-year deal. Right, he found the one-year deal and he signed it, and he got off the market. Now, to me, if Kyrie was in Klingberg's situation where there was nothing there for him, he'd be able to find a one-year deal somewhere. So the fact that he hasn't done a short-term deal, the fact that he's still hanging around the market, and we're not hearing much, it tells me that that there is a team that's waiting to clear some cap space, and they got a deal in the drawer for Nazem Kadri. Everyone's saying it's the Islanders. You know, who am I to refute that? That Lou Lamorello, he's the one guy that could pull something like this off. Even if it was against the rules, probably still be able to pull it off. <laughs> it's just how it works. Uh, Spack, I'll get, uh, get back to enjoying the lake, okay? All right, thanks, Brennan. Wonderful, thank you. It is uh, Mark Spector joining us for the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta, a reminder, they do have thoroughbred racing each Friday and Saturday. Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking and admission are free. More info at thehorses.com. Uh, down on Wetaskiwin, this upcoming weekend, they've got the Rolling 2 Wetaskiwin Antique and Classic Car Meet. This is presented in part by our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. Go enjoy a weekend of antique, classic, hot rod, and vintage automobiles. They've got the show and shine going on Saturday afternoon at Brent Ridge Ford from uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can tour the world-famous Reynolds Alberta Museum as well. So if you're a, a classic car aficionado, you like the hot rods, that's the place to be with Taskwin out on the auto mile there. Brent Ridge Ford. Uh, you give him a call too, anytime for your used vehicle needs, your new vehicle needs. Uncle Bill, Rich or Johnny, 1-877-477-3673. And you already know that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. <laughs> We're overdue for a break, aren't we, Derek? Now, let's just merge them. I'll get to the text line right here, right now, 780-496-0063. Ten and a half millions. Ten and a half million reasons why Jonathan Huberto signed Sight Unseen. Yeah? Money talks, doesn't it? Money talks. This texter is trying to dance on the Oilers. He says they're toast this year. They're far from a cup team. Good luck with Yamamoto. He'll be lucky to get to 15 points this year. All right, I hope you have a great weekend. Paired with Connor and Drysidle apart equals disaster. We've seen that happen time and time again. Okay, that's with respect to uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, where he should play the uh, top six. The top six of the Oilers is, to me, it's... A lot to be settled there, I would suggest. We'll see how the chemistry works itself out in training camp. But Mark made a good point there in that you don't love seeing sort of opportunities handed out rather than earned in terms of playing in the top six. It's just more motivation all around when you know that you're working hard with somebody pushing you from behind. We're also asking you about your uh, your goal song, if you had one in particular. Uh, Uncle Outrage says, whoop, there it is. Uh, yeah, John has said uh, the Gary Glitter song was, oh, hey, hey, nope, nope, nope. Sandstorm by Derude. <laughs> we got plenty of those coming in. 
Lots still to come here on Oilers Now. Uh, lots of you, but we will talk Holinka Gretzky with uh, the Nation Network's Liam Horobin. He's been covering the event uh, in Red Deer, Canada, moving on to the semifinal. They play tonight. We'll tee it up when we come back from a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook.